0: Please stick around and let me bend your ear for a few minutes. It just might feel a little better on the other side. Hello there, this is Dee and welcome to episode 103 of the Benzo Free Podcast and and welcome to our very first benzo chat i'm releasing this one mid month trying to get more than one podcast out a month if i can and this one's a brand new type of format these these will be supplemental ones we'll throw out now and then but whenever i get a chance to talk with one of you something new we're trying and i'm sorry <coughs> Uh, Maybe I edited that out. (laughs) That was my cough. It's still here. (laughs) Sorry. Um, For those catching up with me on my health, I appreciate the concern. Thank you so much. We're doing better. My wife and I are still have the cough and still have some of the fatigue. It comes and goes. But we did go to the doctor this week. Did get chest x-rays. We're clear. Just think it's lingering. Either respiratory infection or long COVID or COVID or whatever you want to call it. So we don't really know. In spirit, we're doing great. Um, we're back home again for a while and things are, are better. And I'm really excited about it. I'm excited about sharing these with you. I'm excited about doing more. In fact, I may have just signed up some really good guests um, for our road trip coming up to the Carolinas. We will be going back to um, uh, right on the border of North Carolina, South Carolina. I think it's Ocean Isle or something like that for my niece's wedding uh, around Labor Day. So we'll be heading out a week before late August. and coming back um, that week of Labor Day to get back home and hopefully doing maybe a little sightseeing along the way, but also maybe a little recording along the way. I have two doctors actually lined up, already to talk to in Nashville. I'm really excited about that. Got to get that scheduled. And also, you know, if you're interested in being part of this show and doing a Benzo chat like the one we're presenting today, please just reach out to me and let me know. Um, Our road trip on this one is going to be between um, Colorado and the Carolinas. So we'll probably hit Kansas, Missouri, um, maybe southern Illinois, probably into Tennessee, maybe a little Kentucky, and move on to the Carolinas. And that's probably most what we're going to catch there. On the way back, we might go a little north and might even hit um, West Virginia, maybe a little bit of Pennsylvania, into Ohio, because we might go back up there and visit my wife's sister's family up in Ohio, and then come back through um, Ohio and Indiana, Illinois. Um, probably Nebraskan on the way back home. So just in case you're on that tour somewhere late August, early September, and you'd like for me to stop by and record a conversation about benzos. This is really low key. There's really no set um, agenda. Um, In fact, that's what's great about these two that I've recorded already is each one was completely different and on completely different topics. And that's what I like about it. Um, So I'll get into that in a second. But if you're interested, just send an email out to me, or you can fill out our feedback form at easinganxiety.com slash feedback, and and that would be great. The second one we have coming up, um, I'll be releasing another one of these. It might be first of the month. It might be later this month. I just don't know when I'm going to get to it. It's still trying to balance up my workload, but I'm doing better with that. Hang on one second.
1: <coughs>
0: the, the lovely cough. I didn't want to put a cough drop in my mouth because that's just kind of create extra <laughs> noise. So trying to work through this without coughing too much. But the second one coming up is really going to be interesting too because that one I recorded in Iowa with um one of our listeners who's become a good friend of mine. Um, we've chatted back and forth several times and Shanna and I, my wife and I met with him and his wife on their patio. Um, they had some cookies and some drinks and we sat out there and we just chatted about life as Benzo people and as caregivers for Benzo people. And it just flowed and it took off. And we we could have talked for like three or four hours. Um, and that will also be coming out sooner. I think it had a lot of good content in it. And um, it's a totally different take on things. So please, um, please look out for that one when it comes out. But But today's is actually from my friend Rob in Oklahoma. And it was recorded on May 22nd. I do want to say a slight caution up front. It is a difficult conversation. Rob is still struggling with symptoms. He had a lot of extreme difficulty. Um, There's also suicidality in the talk. I need to say that up front to let you know if this is a concern for you, please feel free to skip this episode of the podcast and move on to something different. But the good news is at the end, Rob is hopeful, he's doing better, he's back working full-time, has a great job, his life has turned around, he still has symptoms, he's still struggling some, but he's so much better than where he was, and he was at a pretty dark place. So this is definitely a story of success. And so one thing that was fascinating in this conversation was Rob's anxiety and His performance anxiety, I think, you know, when I get excited and talk, as you notice on this podcast, as I just did, (laughs) I start to talk faster. My anxiety, and I don't know if it's anxiety, I think for me it's more excitement. I don't have a lot of fear around public speaking. For me, it's more just excitement. But that excitement builds and I start to talk faster. And I have to catch myself like I did just now. And I try to pull back a little bit. And to where I I, I kind, of kind of my voice drops back down again, <laughs> and I pace myself because I think that's a better tone for this podcast. And and honestly, I think I, I like how I sound better when I'm talking slowly than I do when I'm all ramped up. <laughs> but but it was interesting because Rob's performance anxiety that he struggles with and he talks about this um, came came out in fear of just talking with me on this. And we recorded this twice, recorded once. And he actually asked me, asked me about halfway through if we could start again. And of course I obliged. This is, this is his recording and um, I'm never going to put something out there on the podcast that nobody wants out there. Meaning that if he doesn't like the way I, what I recorded, I won't put it out there. Um, I'm not here to You know, embarrass anybody. I'm not here to get anybody. This is not an interview in any way. It's a conversation. And if the person I'm speaking with is uncomfortable with what I recorded, we don't release it. I don't worry about that. But he was great. He went back. He did his own recording of this, went back and listened to it and said everything was fine. So... That's why I'm now going to be presenting this one. I do have some coughing. That respiratory infection was just starting when I started talking to Rob. I didn't really know what I had yet. Um, But I also did keep distance with him while we were recording this, so hopefully there was no problem. As I've talked to him since then. I think he's totally fine. Um, But it's the early um, days of this infection, so there's some cough there. Um, He has a dog next to him. His dog has been his loyal companion, so you'll hear a dog in the background. and And I think that's it. I hope you enjoy it.
1: You know, other podcasts uh, they start out by like, "Oh, are we recording now?" "Oh, we're recording now." (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that's kind you know, and that's it. It's like, "Yeah, we're recording now." So, (laughs) (laughs) in case you didn't know that, (laughs) we already had all this conversation. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, I'm going to start fresh here, real quick, and just say. In fact, I'm okay. We just leave that in. I'm recording now, so we got that. (laughs) I'm sitting here with Rob in Oklahoma, and um, we've been having some fun go-around. We grabbed a bite to eat, been chatting, catching up on things that are going on in the Benzo community and stuff, and he's been filling me in a little bit on his story, so... We're trying to make this as casual and non formal and informal as we can, right? Anyway, Rob, welcome to the BenzO Chat. Thanks, T. Hey, it's good to have you. Can you give me like a 30 second, a quick just background on your experience with benzodiazepines?
1: Uh, Sure. So I I took benzos for about 12 years. So I was a long term user. I had used primarily Xanax on kind of an as needed basis for performance anxiety. Okay. Um, so I really started taking it in grad school and then um, just continued to take it because it was so helpful. Okay, gotcha. See, um, that's all I need. Yeah. yeah. And how long
0: now have you stopped taking it regularly? Um,
1: I've been off, um, although we had discussed that I use a little bit. Okay. Very tiny bit um, that I just started uh, recently. Um, so I've been off a total of Three and a half years. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. And how do you feel you're
1: doing right now, I mean, with that? Oh, I'm I'm dramatically better. Okay. Like, as far as from, you know, when I went through the worst of…
0: Yeah, because we first started talk talking to each other on some other stuff that was going on about, what, a couple of years ago, maybe? Yeah, it's been about two years now. Yeah. Since I think you and I first met and we first started chatting. Oh, yeah. So I I know that was a lot harder back then of what you were going through.
1: Yeah, so I went through essentially um, two cold turkeys. Okay. Oh, wow. So um, we discussed that, you know, I kind of got into this really bad place with Mm -hmm. both drinking and Benzos. I'd gotten uh, pretty isolated um, and really struggling with the side effects of the medication. And I'd stopped the drinking first, but then once I did that, the, the anxiety just raged. Um, and there was a switch in my physician. My doctor was uh, just leaving practice for a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. And so he put me with somebody else in the practice, in his practice. And um, that person switched the way that they were prescribing the benzos. Okay. And um, I was already in this really bad state because I had stopped the drinking. And, um, I ended up in a detox. Oh, at, really? At that time, that was 2017. How long were you in detox? Well, the detox was like 10 days. Oh, wow. So, and they switched me to Pheno. Yeah, phenobarbital. Yeah. Okay. Um, all of a sudden, they switched me to that, and um, I'm curious how that went because I,
0: I know I, I know people have that used
1: that. It was awful. I don't remember very much of that really? experience. Really? Okay. Um, uh, I, I don't remember, the phenol was pretty much ineffective. My, I was just yeah. like, um, I was in hell at that, okay. very, that point in time. Um, and then I went to a 28 day, 30 day, whatever, inpatient okay. rehab after that. I still don't remember very much uh, about that experience. So that was in 2017. And then um, I don't remember much of that whole year. I also tr- attempted to, to um, stop uh, dep- uh, anxiety and uh, dep- medication for depression, just an antidepressant that was also helping me for anxiety. So that year, I, at that point, I just like, I wanted off everything. Okay. Um, I had take it because my providers were like all too willing to just keep
0: I know, prescribing I to know. My
1: stuff I had been on antipsychotics at, at one point okay um, I look back now in total I'd been on like 20 21 different medications over about 18 different years yeah. or 18 years mostly um,
0: because you just thought,
1: there was something wrong and you just had to be medicated for it? Is that what? Anxiety. Yeah. Um, I thought there was something wrong with me. Um, okay. Yeah. And it was just anxiety. Really? <laughs> Saying just anxiety is, is such a, you know, for those <laughs> yeah. of us who have it, like you, Rob, we right, know right. it's
0: a lot more than just anxiety.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's fear that just got yeah. out of hand. Um, right. Um and so I view it now as sort of something that you can. I my preference is to sort of to address it in other ways, okay. although I do take a little bit. Yeah, of, you mentioned that. So uh, Xanax, and I I have recently I just started a new job. The intention with that is really to help transition with a new job. It's a great mm-hmm. job, and. Um, there's just so much stress at the beginning. Oh sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean it's important to know that you know I do still use a little bit. Um, yeah. So I had kind of believed that I had sort of this anxiety disorder, and I just I kept going to my doctors for help. Um, and so in 20, 2017, I had just got into a bad place with my health. And uh, I had attempted to stop the drinking first. and that's, you know, that's when the, the symptoms raged, and then I ended up in the detox. And then over that, and, yeah, so I was done with all medication. and over <coughs> that, that year in 2017, and 2018, I, I continued to work. I don't remember much of it. My doctors, I, I still had just awful, Symptoms, so I, I kept telling them about my doctor. I kept telling them um, about the symptoms. At one point, they wanted to put me an in inpatient, right? And I was like, "That's that's a bad thing. I don't want to do that." do blame me. <laughs> uh, I didn't think I was that crazy. Um, <coughs> Sorry, but so um, I I at some point I think it was May of 2018. I, or early 2018, I started to learn about, um, somehow I found uh, through online, I was like looking for help, like how, Mm -hmm. how do I, because my doctors, I I just, it seemed like I was just going down a rabbit hole and I was losing my sanity. Uh, I was in such a state of fear. I was also trying to get off the medication. Where did, uh, what, what did you, where did you first find help? What did you first find help? Somewhere online between okay. 2017 and 2018, I found Laura Delano. Oh, yeah. Delano. Mm-hmm. She was doing a withdrawal, psychiatric withdrawal medication okay. workshop in Western Massachusetts. I was in Boston at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I started to learn about this through her work. Okay and in the summer of 2018 she offered that workshop and so i took off work and i was like i'm gonna do this myself because you know i was suicidal at that yeah. period of time so i knew i, I was like actively planning i was wondering take, okay yeah to take my life so I was like i was just in a state of paranoia intense fear panic you know the worst So I found out about how to do it um, and I still didn't know anything, but I took her workshop and I was, I still, I didn't fully process everything, but I took off work. I went close to where my family is back in Oklahoma and asked for help. um, And withdrew myself and I still did it way too. So uh, back up, I had to go, I, I asked, to go back on the medication because the symptoms were just so bad. And when I went back on the medication, I could tell I took clonopin at that time. right? And it's still, um, it was causing problems. And I knew I had to get off, take myself off. Um, So I did take myself off using Laura's methods. Okay. But I went way too fast, actually, I should say that. I, I still took it off. I went off over a month. Um, and and I was around family. I moved back for support. Um, okay. And so this was just horrific. Like this, this was, I don't remember, like that. Yeah. It was essentially a second cold turkey. Yeah. Um, and so I went... Into just a black depression at that period of time, uh, symptoms kept raging, um, and I started learning more about kind of how to do it right. I just wanted off, basically. Yeah, that that point that was three and a half years ago. All right, back on.
0: So you so, were, yeah yeah. Sorry, we, just so you know, I paused there. That was me because I have a oh, cough no. and I had to stop Rob so that was me if, in case you're wondering why we stopped talking for a minute. That's, that's the fun of this. So let's, let's, let's jump ahead a little bit if that's okay. Yeah. Um, let's off, jump to off. let's just jump to <laughs> now. I'm just kind of curious on um, Cam, come here. what you're doing now? What have you found that works? What have you found for yourself? And I'm not saying this is for everybody, but what have you found for you? that has gotten you to a state now where you can return to work, where you can you know, still function to some degree in society? What has gotten you to that point?
1: What do you think helped you? Well, so first it was the, the physical. I had okay. to recover the physical first. Um, so I just started walking, taking care mm-hmm. of myself in terms of making sure I got to a safe place that I could sleep or attempt to sleep. Um, I w- I moved myself out of stressful stressful environment in Boston, um, okay. being close to family where I had people that accepted me unconditionally, yeah, um, and and gave me you know helped me um, and just gave me and I was in a safe place where I I wasn't you know subject to more stress Um, so that protection was really helpful and i was able to recover physically but i was in just an awful uh depression for a year during that period of time what has helped me and then and also the forum so i was online talking to people online um benzo buddies is the one that i was on okay um that was really helpful i'd log into there every day and just talk to people um, and that that connection was enough I was also learning more about how to you know what happened to me and just put mm-hmm. put everything together um, so and then you know at some point I kind of I got oh and, and exercise yeah exercise and eating right Were you limited in your
0: exercise, or were you, I mean, and for some people like myself, if you push yourself too far, you also have the muscle lockage, and you can cause some damage. Did you have to find a balance of what was right for you, or did you have limitations at all?
1: I didn't experience any muscle locking or any, excuse me, any muscle damage. Um, the, The more vigorous the exercise, actually, the more therapeutic more beneficial guy. okay great um but it did activate me a lot
0: um what do you mean by that when you say
1: activate me made it harder to sleep okay um so i exercised earlier in the day okay walking was the best because it wasn't too vigorous but if i went really vigorous running uh i like to run if i went if i went running especially running too late then i would it would keep me up um and then switching to a really healthy diet so when you said um, keep so you
0: up, was, did you notice it just through insomnia or was it like achesisia where you're having inner restlessness too? Or what was it that, how did you recognize it? You just weren't sleeping?
1: Yeah. Okay. It was harder to get a, I wasn't sleeping well in general at that period of times, but it would be worse. So I'd, I'd get three okay. hours instead of my gotcha. four okay. to five hours.
0: So the duration of sleep, like you would wake up early, even earlier than normal or? Yeah, or taking longer to get to sleep,
1: or take me longer to get to sleep. Okay, gotcha. Uh, and sometimes I wake up earlier. Okay, um, I think it was physiological. like okay. it, it. just. Um, I wouldn't say ak- akathisia. My understanding of akathisia, I did experience akathisia during that one month taper, mm-hmm. and that um. That was sheer torture. That was about I know about a week. I just felt like I had to get up and move all the time. I,
0: I still have that. Yeah, it's I've had that through most of mine, so it's it's not fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. that um, that was terror. That was sheer terror. Uh, and I didn't understand what was happening to me. I, I just had to move my legs. I had to get up. And I have a little bit of that now. It's not to that degree. I, okay. Like, that was so clearly a defined period of time. So I always kind of associated that as with akintesia. So um, I'm not sure it matters too much, but I have felt a little more activated, just more anxious. You know, when you're you're a little, you have a more anxious day, it's a little bit right. harder to fall asleep. Yeah. So uh, exercise could activate me a little bit more and it would be harder to, to fall asleep. Or I, um, overall though, the benefits of exercise outweighed... I agree. Um, yeah not doing it whatsoever so
0: everybody can usually do something yeah the thing is do what you can that your body allows you to do but
1: you got to do something because yeah i think exercise is key it was i think it was very in my experience it was very critical to to healing um and i didn't i knew i didn't want to just lay there it was very hard not to stay there like um I had to force myself mm-hmm. to get up and do it. But um, once I did, I overall, yeah, it, it felt better. So you had,
0: you had exercise. What else do you think helped you get to
1: this point? So the diet, the food. Okay. So what um, diet
0: did you find that worked for you?
1: Well, I had a terrible diet when I started and um, I didn't understand the effects like sugar in particular. Um, had on me and yeah, uh, I would – part of my story too is I have issues with food, um, in particular sugar, and uh, to deal with some of the side effects at the, the worst point of time, I would use food to kind of put myself to mm-hmm. sleep. Gotcha. So food and alcohol basically to put myself to sleep. Um, to deal with a lot of the more difficult side effects. Um, so when I you know, made the decision to come down here and, and do, try and do this myself, I, at the same time, I knew you know, things like diet and exercise, common sense things you hear. Um, mm-hmm. So that's what I tried to, to implement. Um, and I discovered this issue with sugar, especially if I ate a lot the night before. I just feel suicidal in the morning. Okay, so it had a direct effect on your person, on your your thoughts. Oh yeah, Okay. yeah, yeah. They, the intrusive thoughts would would scream a lot more. Okay, um, and I would uh, you know I actively wake up feeling suicidal, telling you know telling my family members mm. that I was around It's like I can't you know. Like, um, I think it's the sugar. <laughs> yeah, uh, or you know, but also. Eating too much, overeating, was mm-hmm. a problem. Um, so I stopped the sugar, um, started, I, I think the, the main kind of diet I switched to was kind of a, more of a protein, less carbs, Okay. Um, less uh, simple carbs. And also, I mean, I was doing a bunch of research about how to do a diet at the same time. So um, I stopped the sugar. Increase protein, exercise, um, more vegetables, fruits. Okay. Eventually, I, I did find, um, I, eventually I, I moved to, and what I'm on now, is a whole food plant-based diet. Okay. And mm-hmm. that has been dramatically helpful. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, so diet, exercise, sleep has not been easy. Sleep has Still. slowly been coming back. Okay, so it's not yeah. it's slowly coming back. So what do you average a night, do you think? Right now I'm averaging between 5 and 6. Okay. So it's still And what were you prepared. at maybe the the more difficult times? None.
0: Okay. Uh, so no did you sleep, have did you, yeah. did you have repeated nights where you had zero sleep?
1: Mm, mm, not maybe maybe like okay. really right when I during that month taper. Yeah. But, but it wasn't
0: uncommon for you to have sleepless nights? You're
1: right. Okay. Um, it wasn't sustained for a long period of time. Okay. Two, three nights, sometimes really bad in a row. But ultimately, I would—I uh, I don't know—averaged about three hours for maybe a few months, okay. and then it started slowly getting better. Four hours. Yeah. Uh, five hours. Uh, but it's—it's <coughs> it's really been. Terrible, I think it, it still persists today.
0: Yeah, so I know. I, mean, I had about it just before I went on this trip. I'm sure it was some of the stress was just getting ready for the trip and trying to get work done. Also, some anticipation, I think. Yeah. But yeah, I had a couple. I had one sleepless night, and then the next night was like three hours. And mine isn't frequent as I think that is anymore. But it's I still have those. What do you everything. average? Right now, I'm averaging probably six to seven. Okay. I've never really gotten past seven. Okay. But then again, I don't know that I was much past seven before. Okay. Um, I don't think I'm a. My my wife requires like nine. Yeah. You know, eight. She's good at eight and a half to nine. I've never been an eight hour sleeper, so I'm more. I was but, before
1: all of this, yeah. but I think it was I was sleeping a little too much before, actually. I don't know. There's there also I also experience insomnia. I think I mean I've seen sleep doctors and I've I mean I had a sleep study done. I used to have. Um, Sleep apnea. As far as I can define it now, I do have. I do wake up at in the middle of the night and, uh, okay. for a couple hours, and sometimes you said I you
0: used to, so you don't still have to deal with sleep apnea, or is that? I I lost so much weight that that helped significantly. Yeah, yeah. I had the same problem. I I snore a lot, and I know there's there's complications there. And when I lose, yeah, when I get under a certain weight limit, it usually goes away. So
1: yeah, for me, it was definitely. Um, Obesity. Okay. I, I was I was not healthy, and, um, and so that's part of my story as well. Is I I lost all of this weight. I lost a lot of weight. Yeah, great. i had great. just gotten to a, a really bad place. Um, well, do you
0: feel like like during this whole we kind of have to. Um, it take, helps you know, so much when you talk. Oh, it does? <laughs> That's okay. You just have trouble talking. And <laughs> <We, laughs> trail off here on my story. I know. Yeah. We, we had this conversation earlier, so it's like, I'm just, you know, it's weird because um, Rob was calling me out, if you don't mind me sharing, it just was mentioned, it's like, well, as soon as I go into and I start the recorder, I change, you know, <laughs> my personality changes. He didn't tell me about
1: this new guy. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: like, I change suddenly and I'm no longer talking as much because I'm curious to hear him talk, but... um. So, so your sleeping's coming back, and um, I, I don't know. I'm just curious as to you mentioned the diet, you mentioned exercise, you mentioned sleeping. You know, I, and I think, you, but you're still occasionally needing a, like a little sliver of the medication to get you through. Do you think that's gonna? Do you think you'll have to continue to do that, or do you see that,
1: or maybe at some point? I think you so. Won't, okay. So, um, yeah, and and I, you know. I think this is important to talk about, Okay. actually. Um, so at some point, I had to, to leave the physical and start to heal myself in some other way. You know, uh, The forums, kind of after a period of time, were, were not helpful in terms of... Um, that seems to happen to a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people at some point, I did too, have to yeah. pull
0: themselves off. Was it because of triggers?
1: No, it just the some of the difficult behavior there. Uh it just it didn't feel I know that the moderators did a great job. They do a great job. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of wonderful people on the forum. But um I think at some point the the healing for me, and I don't I, I'm I'm don't mean to be critical at all of anybody on the forum. Um Or any of the forums, Mm -hmm. Um, it just that conversation was not helpful to me. I think this is great to talk
0: about. I I, I agree, and we've
1: seen. I think we've both seen that. Yeah.
0: Before online, I've seen it too,
1: where it 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 can it can be helpful for a while, but it also can be detrimental. I needed positivity. Exactly. At some point, I needed hope. I needed positive, healthy connections, and I didn't want to live in my anger toward you know, what I went through.
0: Oh, that's a great one. I'm glad you brought that up because that's what I've seen a lot of. And this is what I think is interesting. I'm interested in your take on it is that, and now God, it's funny. You just did this and I just did it. Losing train of thought. Oh my God. How, how, how often do you hit that wall? <laughs> no, this is perfect because I, mean, I just yeah. saw you do it well, I, and, I, and now I just did it. Sure. And I was, yep. I was actually in, um, we did I told you about the CME training I did with Dr. Huff with Christy Huff yeah, yeah, last yeah. week and right in the middle of it she had that mm. and I almost jumped in to help her because I saw in her what I get all the time and yeah. you hit that wall yeah and you hit a wall and you cannot think of what got you there or what the next thing is you're going to say and you hit that wall and do you do you yeah. see that now do you think that's related is that I think this is interesting to talk about so
1: yeah, I'd, uh, I, I do. Um, it happens more in stressful situations. Yes. Certainly when I would be presenting in front of people, um, my mind can go blank. I think it's not unlike anybody else that kind of has... I, I'm, I can only speak from my experience. So it occurs much more frequently because of what I've been through. Yeah, um, I experienced it even before because I'd just be struck with, um it, like a panicky feeling, yeah, I you know, I, um, I get flustered in mid-sentence when I'd uh, be under a lot of stress or even if i felt like anger or um, that was sort of the root of why I took the medication in the first place. So mm-hmm. um, I think it it happens more often for sure. But it's not unlike um it's not like I um it came out of the blue. It's just so much worse. No, no, it does. And I, yeah. I kind of and I, I agree with everything you said. It's
0: it's just something that I've seen and I can see in people and it seems I'm trying to find, you know, like you you also have a scientific background. I'm trying to find those commonalities. You know how it is the groupings of symptoms and the ones in, and sometimes our symptoms like cognitive dysfunction shows in a very um what's the word I'm looking for, in a unique way, in a, you know, in a way that, you know, is tied to anxiety, but is on an extreme
1: level, an extreme state. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I mean, I think that's the, like, um, I think the profile is of, of that, those, those issues, um, like decreased ability to focus. Yeah. Um, Definitely. forget in those moments mm-hmm. that those cognitive issues i think you're referring yeah. to um i think kind of happen in in people who are in just who've never had a benzo and have a really heightened state of fear or anxiety
0: experience something similar
1: yeah yeah i, I agree mean, or when they're under a lot of stress or they've been through some trauma or mm-hmm. something they have a you know harder time focusing they yeah. can't hold their attention on on things, and I don't don't think it's dissimilar from that, but certainly it's been exacerbated and it's sort of altered um, our state, our baseline, maybe, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. That's a good way of putting it, I think. I think that's appropriate. You know, I'm certainly better than when I went through the worst parts of withdrawal, um, but I've never gotten back down to where I was before. Exactly, yeah. And I Um, think I'm the same way, which
0: is, and of course, I always want to try to give, you talked about the hope and being on the groups and you want the more positivity. That's one thing we always try to focus on the podcast is, you know, hey, you know, we're going to heal and we are healing. And there's evidence that you're healing, I'm healing. But it's always the push of, will I get back to where I was before and I don't have an answer for that. Yeah. You know, and I don't think any of us do. We don't know that there may not be a permanent change in us that may not heal. And, but I don't want to be negative. I just, it may also be very minor. You know, it may not be a significant life thing. It might just be a very minor, you know, adjustment.
1: Yeah. So those, and that that's why, that's kind of where I was going. Like the healing that happens now for me and kind of why I moved away from the forums is kind of like, I have to get out and experience life. Yeah. I, ha- like, I have to make connections with other people. Mm-hmm. And and, and um, I've used a whole host of, of resources and other um, support communities outside of the Benzo community to start to, to heal myself um, away from the, you know, not just the physical, but the emotional and, and even for me, the spiritual. Um, And it's really about, at the root of it for me is is relationships with other people. It's the social aspect of us. And so the more I can sort of get out of myself and get out into the world and live um, with others and sort of experience things like hugs, connections with other people. Even though it's
0: challenging and hard sometimes, you know you need to do this to
1: yeah, the more yeah. I do it, the more I I start to live life and get outside of me and let go of a lot of some of that. Um, the better I feel. I mean, the yeah.
0: And when you're referring to the forums, like they're not on that plane. They're kind of still focused on the anger or something you were saying earlier, or
1: like the physical.
0: It's okay, I know, got you.
1: Scientific, but there's a lot of I, I just but there's a lot of very strong opinions on the forum and and people. Just bickering, or, or, and I even started engaging in in some yeah, of that, so just did I like differences between like, well, no, it's actually this way, or um, here's what I know from you know my experience and background. But so then th- at that point, it becomes less helpful, and it's more about okay, I notice that I'm engaging this in this behavior, or this behavior is going on in the forums. I've gotten to the point where I've healed myself enough physically this seems to be about, this is no longer helpful, um, engaging this behavior and sort of moving away from, from that. Because it was, it's just the negativity is what I started noticing. And it's yeah. it was there all along. Yeah. It's just, I got to more of a place where I realized that it was just not helpful.
0: And I saw that too on a Facebook group that I was on. It was the same kind of transition where I, 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 I knew it wasn't helping me. It was, yeah, it was a lot of negativity. It was also very strong opinions. And if anybody questioned one person's opinion, it became a war, yeah. and it was. And I didn't. I didn't need that, and that wasn't helping me. You know, and
1: yeah, a lot of yeah, just really strong opinions and yeah. different camps, and um, this question of of do we completely heal or engaging in that? I just I just found uh, just unhelpful all, yeah. altogether, and so. Emotion, it, there was not a lot of discussion about emotional hearing, healing or even spiritual. I know there in yeah. buddies, there was a whole spiritual section, which I even never got into. But um, that ultimately, um, and understanding that just I needed more social support than what I was getting and, and not. Okay. I needed more. I needed friends. I needed people who would accept me unconditionally. People yeah. who would who were empathetic, um, and uh, not judgmental, not critical. That's a huge thing. Yeah, that's and a huge so thing. That's a lot of what I would see. You know, criticism and and fights and stuff break out on on the forums, but. You think part of that was because everybody is kind of in that benzo state and
0: sometimes worse they're so yeah. yeah.
1: And, abs- and as we were talking about before, I, absolutely they need an outlet. Every yeah. I needed an outlet yeah, when I you was mentioned going that. through the worst of what I was going through. I needed a place to express my rage. Right. Um I was feeling awful uh, and it wasn't my rage was not directed toward anyone at you know at the forum but I felt angry with everything. Somewhere, yeah, with what I went through, and and just learning about just a place for an outlet, a place for that anger to come out okay. was, was helpful, um, and in a non-judgmental way. I got you. And I did find that initially at, at Benzo Buddies. There are some. There's wonderful people on the forums. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. That would just su- write supportive posts no matter what. Um, but after a while and, and then I, I try to do that. And engaging in that, I think is the healing aspect. So
0: I think that's great.
1: Um, yeah, so it's really all I, I believe and what I'm finding at more than three and a half years off now is that the more I engage in life and with other people, the better I start feeling. I mean, I like that. Um, but I've also dramatically changed my environment where like the friends that I interact with now, they know what I've been through. And I can just being able to say like, God, I, I feel you know, I'm really anxious in this situation. I just have to duck out. I, I just have to um, go calm down, you know, quietly somewhere. That's helpful and not not feeling judged. But. Yeah, if I feel trapped and and um, locked in a situation and I have to kind of grin and bear it, then it kind of grows and it gets worse and worse and worse. You kind of right. got to find that sweet spot where yeah. where you do have a little bit of exposure uh, right. and you can sort of start to desensitize yourself, yeah. challenge yourself a little bit, but not over. Yeah, you know, what you just like, mentioned, my
0: wife and I do, we have the... Um you know we kind of she knows that if i need to go off by myself especially like when her family comes over and it's a real social and i used to be i guess i'm an introverted extrovert or whatever i don't know my, my nephew said i'm ambivert. i don't know what that means okay but, i've heard that term yeah, yeah exactly because yeah, so. I, I re-energize introverted but i'm very comfortable extroverted pre benzos now during my recovery i was definitely had difficulty in social situations and, um, and yeah, she and the nice thing was establishing that with my wife and saying, hey, you know, we learned quickly that sometimes D just has to walk away. And sometimes it's only 10 minutes and I can reframe, I can breathe, I can do a few things and I can go back and get back in that situation again. But I think that's where like with your family too is people who love you unconditionally, as you mentioned, who you can say, hey, I'm going to need this sometimes.
1: Yeah, that's a beautiful thing that you, um, you know, you have that support. That's wonderful. Yeah, to, yeah the, the non-judgment, the acceptance, uh, no matter what, and, 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 and you know, people are not perturbed by it and you yeah. can and are okay with your explanation and, and understand where you're at and what you're going through. Oh, my dog's gonna trip on the court. That's okay.
0: We got dog walking through on the
1: cords. Oh, watch out there, you go. <laughs> there okay. you go. It's okay. Um, yeah. Um, you know, having family there, somebody who knew me, um, and knew that I wasn't always this person going through the worst. Uh, I like that. Yeah. And and s- could see me and hold space for me and would love me, no matter even you know if I, um. Through just the most god awful things that I went through, yeah. that was powerful healing. Right. So, it, for me, it was it was family. Um, I am single, so I didn't have you know a significant other that was doing that for me. But I, I um, that's to me, it seems like a very critical piece. Really, one family member okay. that that uh, that absolutely saved my life. Okay, gotcha. Uh, and and that I could trust. Like I was like at one point I was like I may go through some really strange stuff. Like I knew how the medication was behavior, like affecting me, my own thoughts and and the way that like the akathisia behavior. I I said you know I may go through the worst stuff, but but please, you know don't call. 911 I don't want to end up in the ER right and then wind up in psych or 72 yeah. hour hold
0: or something yeah
1: so whatever happens like I, it will calm down there' like and and the forums gave me that hope it was like people have been through yeah. that they say it'll it will subside yeah. you will, you will be okay And so that's what I hung on to and that's what helped me to have somebody, making sure that I was still, like, I was just, I was cognitively, emotionally, and physically disabled. I was incapacitated person, like, I certainly met the legal definition of that, Um, clinical definition, all definitions of that. I was just not functioning at that, that period of time. And so, um, I gave the information. I was like passed through the 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 information that I was learning on the forums. Like if I, it, it'll get better over time, and it eventually did. Yeah. That, um, but I needed a safe place. I needed people yeah. to accept exactly. me unconditionally, um, or I just needed one person. If I had to, if I had to do this completely alone. Um, I don't think that I would would have made it.
0: I know people that are in that position, and it's, yeah, I I really feel for them who don't. I was blessed having my spouse who stuck with me through it, and I know that's not the case for a
1: lot of people. Yeah, it's so heartbreaking. It is. And that's, but that's why the forums are so critical, too, Mm -hmm. because I I believe people can, through, you know, connections Mm -hmm. that they make on the forum or even the Facebook, or what's happening now with everything online, the videos. Yeah. Making those connections with people who understand what you're going through is, I, I believe, is just pretty critical. Yeah.
0: Let's close this out with one thing. Yeah. And I just wondering about your current outcome. I mean, your your current outlook is what I'm asking about is, what's your outlook now with your life? And, you
1: know, is it positive? Is it hopeful? Where are you at now with everything going forward? Yeah, absolutely. My life has changed dramatically. So I was out of work for a period of like two years total. Okay. Um, I've just got a new job. That's probably the best job. I mean, it's it's like I didn't skip a beat with my oh, that's great career. Um, thank God. Uh, I just I lost a lot of yeah, a lot a lot of resources and know, rebuilding a lot of a lot of, uh, and a lot of, um, a lot of that. So I got the job back. I'm able to function, although we, you know, we talked about a little bit of sliver of Xanax to help me through some okay. really difficult situations that I just it, um, that that <coughs> that come with just starting this position. Um, the hope is to not use that um, long term, okay. continue on the healing path. But um, so I've, you know, got friends. I've got a social support network. I'm active. Uh, although I've injured my knee recently. Um, I have a lot of hope. I have a lot more hope. I'm not on the forums. I'm not. um, I Sleep is is still getting better, but um, I'm so much healthier physically um, and mentally, emotionally, and spiritually now. um, I'm a lot stronger. I'm um, a lot stronger. I'm starting you Know to love myself a lot oh, more, yeah. um, let go a lot of that self hatred that I had, uh, a lot of anger, um, you know, all of those, you know, difficult aspects that I'm kind of referring to about the forum. Yeah, I so, think we've all been through those stages, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, i it's you know, even compared to. A few months ago, I've made dramatic improvements. I keep dra- making dramatic improvements, um, but it's like it accelerated. It really accelerated for me with connection with other people, um, okay. and just getting back out into life and getting away from, um, yeah, being too isolated and and um, and also just being outside, being active outside. Oh, that
0: helped me so much. Yeah, just getting outside more and more and. Walking every day, we talked about walking earlier, and just getting out in nature and walking every day for me was a lifesaver, yeah. you know, it just kind of forcing yourself. Having a dog was great for that because, you know, the dog doesn't care if it's raining or whatever. they got to go for their walk, and yeah. I had, you know, I had Bear, and he, he would still need two walks a day, and we had to go walk him, and doesn't matter how I felt, I went and walked him, and he saved me because he forced me to get out and do that every single day, so.
1: yeah that's a beautiful thing It um, is motivational and um also just a wonderful companion that will love you oh, no matter yeah. what that's the way you know um it's the way it is with my dog too certainly
0: yeah. well thank you i really appreciate this conversation it has been great robin um so i'll work on things and we'll get this put into a podcast coming up thanks so much for spending
1: time with us thank you Dee. I enjoyed it yeah appreciate it
0: Well, I want to thank Rob for taking the time to speak with us on the podcast. I am very grateful to him for having the courage and consideration to spend time with us. This is giving back. And this was not easy for him. And I just want to tell Rob how much I appreciated it. I know this was hard, but he wanted to do something to help others and to to tell what his story was. And Um, that's important. This is what we do here, and this helps other people, and I am grateful to him. I have another road trip, like I said, coming up late August, and if you're interested, reach out to me. But before we close out this episode, please allow me just 20 seconds for our disclaimer. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be considered medical advice in any way. The host of this podcast is not a medical professional, nor is he engaged in rendering medical health or psychological advice nor any other kind of personal professional services. The views and opinions expressed by our listeners and interview guests on this podcast, whether read from textual submissions or presented in their own voice, do not necessarily reflect those of the Benzofree podcast or of its host. Withdrawal tapering on any other change in dosage of benzodiazepines, non benzodiazepines, or any other prescription drugs should only be done under the direct supervision of a licensed physician. Our full disclaimer can be viewed on our website at benzofreeorg disclaimer. Our next scheduled episode is episode 104, and it is the second Benzo Chat from that trip. So keep an eye out for that one. It's completely different than the one you just heard. And that is what is great about sharing these experiences here. They are all so unique. Thanks for joining me today. And I'll be back real soon with another episode. So you know what I'm about to say here. Keep calm, taper slowly, and take care of yourself. I'll see you next time.